Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our 21st episode of ABC Islam. We are two Muslim sisters talking about the ABCs of Islam all the way to XYZ. Today we're going to be talking about things that destroy our Iman or our faith and we're going to be answering the questions about what is Iman, the process of how our Iman gets destroyed and also some tips on how to protect our Iman because Iman is such an important part of faith and your religion of Islam. Islam. Over here, I have my Muslim sister. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, I'm amazing. And how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm great too. And if you'd like to know more about us, please check out our trailer or alternatively the description box below. We, were, we are also very, very grateful and happy today, um, especially because we have hit 1,000 streams for our um, podcast over here of ABC Islam. And we would just like to say, mashallah, barikala, alhamdulillah, and thank you to all those who have supported us and listened to our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And, you know, we absolutely just love when that number goes up. And we know that it's because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he, um, he made you guys basically listen to this podcast and I would also like to say that if you uh, wish to actually leave a review you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts because that would actually um, help support our podcast even more and obviously if you share this podcast with others that is also a form of dawah so hopefully inshallah you can do that but thank you guys uh, you say thank you thank you okay so today we're going to be starting off with our podcast of things that destroy our iman so the first question that I would like to ask my sister is, what is Iman? I think everybody has a different interpretation of what Iman means to them and what they can do about it. But I definitely think if I am asked this question, it's definitely that life and belief that Allah is watching us in everything that we do in our daily basis. So that might be something good, bad, hidden, secret, not secret, like everything that we do every step of our way, Allah is watching us. And in a way, this makes me want to stay away from the bad things because whenever we attempt to do something bad or sinful we instantly remember that Allah is watching me and doing this and this can also demotivate us to some to some extent actually do that thing so this is why I think that Iman is so important in our lives and this is my interpretation of Iman what about you? Uh, that was definitely a very clear and brief um, outline of what Iman is. Um, so for me, I definitely think that Iman is about the connection you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, again, uh, Iman does fluctuate. That's what I have to say. Like it does go up and down. But I feel like it is the connection that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how much you believe that Allah exists. Because we might have those days where we feel like, does Allah actually exist? Or we actually question ourselves but I feel like Iman is what keeps us from, you know, believing in ourselves uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does exist. And I also think that it is mainly the belief on the six articles of faith. And if you don't know it, it's basically the six articles of faith are belief in Allah, belief in the angels, belief in the prophets, belief in the holy books, belief in the day of judgment and belief in destiny. And these are all very key factors and components of our faith. So it is very important for us to believe it um, in order to strengthen our iman and i just think it's based on that inner belief and confidence and iman is what gives you peace and makes you feel full and you know gives that spirituality in your heart because a lot of people who don't have a religion they just feel empty inside and iman is what makes muslims uh, feel much more better 
and it makes them feel complete and peaceful inside and that's what we do every single day for five times a day when we pray it just makes us feel peaceful but I would like to ask my sister the next question and this is extremely important and this is what is the process of how our iman gets destroyed because you know it's really really important to make sure you protect your iman so what is the process of what people fall into which destroys the iman I think that's a very relevant question and I completely agree that Iman is part of our faith and is something that makes us feel complete. But before I also go into the process and talk about that, that I have listened to from a lecture on YouTube from Naman Ali Khan and you can type it easily on YouTube. I would like to say that um, when you have doubts and all these kind of things like does God exist? Is there a life hereafter and everything like that? Um, I've also heard from another lecture from another reputable um, sheikhs and scholars that um, if you have doubts, that just means that you have a very strong iman and shaitan is trying to put you down because he can't bear the fact that you having such a nice, you know, strong iman on Allah and his messengers and the Islam itself. So definitely, if you're having a lot of whispers and doubts, that just means that you have a very strong iman, mashabarikala. And I definitely agree with that, especially because um, what I had to add to that was that I also, I think, watched a video and it said that uh, when you have negative thoughts, it's because shaitan can't make you sin in any other way. So that's therefore the only way that can make you like, you know, really think bad is by giving you negative thoughts. But I think from the video, what I've seen from what I've heard is that you don't get any sins for having negative thoughts as long as you don't act upon the negative thoughts. So, for example, if you have like sexual thoughts for example if you don't actually commit what you're thinking um then i don't think you get sins for negative thoughts but you can research that upon if you want but that's what i've heard i think i agree with that as well but now we're going to move on to how the process of how we lose our actual iman and i've seen this again from a noman ali khan video and you can easily type down youtube is easily available but the first step that he has talked about is the fact that we put ourselves in questionable conditions and circumstances so for instance if i um if i have a friend or if i myself actually um you know say to myself that oh i'm gonna go clubbing because i know that i'm not like my friends i know that I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to, you know, touch anyone inappropriately and stuff. So basically, that's the first step. So I put myself in very questionable conditions where it makes me what I know it's bad, but I have confidence in myself that I won't be I won't be like those people. And that's the first step of where how shaitan actually can make you lose your iman. And the fact that we keep delaying this change, which means that, for example, if I am keep going to the club every single week for twice a week and I keep doing this over and over again consistently and I'm procrastinating myself from changing that, so basically not going to the club anymore, um, this is, again, a very second process where making you lose your iman eventually because you're thinking that, oh, no, I have time. I can, you know, go for the next 11 months and then when Ramadan comes, I'm going to change because, you know, that's what happens and in Ramadan I will go to and then I will go to Umrah and Hajj and everything will change but for now I'm just gonna you know go to the club and um, enjoy myself because life is short something like that in YOLO uh, and uh, also I've heard that this third process of what happens by doing that procrastination is that we eventually start feeling guilty so the fact that I'm going to the club and I know myself as a Muslim that I'm not supposed to do that I'm gonna eventually start feeling guilty and this is where 
shaitan will inject all those negative thoughts that my sister was talking about thinking that you know islam is islam even real you know why are there so many restrictions in islam why can't you have fun why can't you do this why can't you do that doesn't allah love you enough why doesn't he want you to enjoy and all these kind of whispers and guiltiness starts building up in that person and myself let's say for example and eventually I'm going to think that, oh, Islam doesn't want me to be happy at all. And this is when all the doubts of the religion will actually evolve and make us ingrow in ourselves. And this is when we're going to slowly, slowly lose faith because we're going to think that, you know, Allah doesn't like me. So what's the point of all this religion? And and this doesn't have to be someone who's, you know, um, a Christian, for example. It can be Muslims themselves have these kind of thoughts like, you know, oh, it's, does Allah even exist and all those kind of things. And what happens at the end of all this is the fact that we lose our jannah so they um you know the grit of getting to jannah is lost and eventually your you know your quest of you know making allah happy is lost as well because you don't care about jannah anymore so why do why would you care about allah anyways and in that way you start loving about the worldly things for example you start buying stuff that you think are going to make you happy and complete and fulfilled and peaceful and you start doing all those things and yeah and we have talked about this actually in one of our previous uh, episodes as well about materialism and should we be spending too much and is it the halal way and what's the halal way of spending as well and you can check them out in our previous episodes but definitely this person then starts losing faith eventually so this was the process now my sister will be talking about the ways to protect ourselves from losing this iman so definitely this process is very, very important for you to know because if you find yourself in the first step of the process, you should stop like immediately. Like if you are about to go to the club, if you're about to go to the pub or do anything haram, thinking in your mind, like shaitan's telling you that don't worry, you're not going to commit any bad acts. You need to stop, okay? You need to remember that this is the process of how you lose your iman and you have to make sure you remove yourself from that situation and you don't fall into this process because you want to make sure you have a strong iman. Now, I'm going to be talking about things that protect your iman. And I think that the first, I have a few tips on how to protect your iman. So the first one in order to protect your iman is to actually seek knowledge. Um, this is extremely important because um, obviously iman is that belief and faith. And you need to actually understand why do I need to believe in Allah? Why do I need to believe that there is a life after death? So you need to seek that knowledge. And again, that could be through um, reading the Quran with the translation. Because if you read the Quran with the translation, it tells you exactly like Quran is like a complete way of life. Life. so you need to actually like find everything whatever questions you have it's all in the quran the hadiths the seerah the tafsir and you can check those out you can also like hear quran recitations because when you hear quran recitations it literally makes your heart melt and it's just so beautiful like the way it's recited and uh, no one can make anything like the quran like no one can compare to it so the Quran is definitely a very nice way for you to seek knowledge, but you can also watch lectures and reminders from sheikhs and, you know, scholars. And at the same time, you can also, um, like, you know, just, as I said, like, listen to the lectures or even read books um, that are reliable, of course. And the second reason uh, or the second way of protecting our iman is to actually um, have small habits that you do. 
Now, as soon as you stop praying or as soon as you stop, uh, for example, I don't know, like this Ramadan, fasting in Ramadan, you are going to realize that you can be very, very easily trapped in this process of destroying your iman. So if you ever feel like, you know what? I'm feeling tired. I'm just going to not pray this time. Just asr, just asr. I'm not going to pray. Uh, and then, and then, like, and then it comes to Maghrib, and then you're like, okay, since I missed one prayer, I might as well just miss all the prayers for the rest of the day. And then you carry on, and as my sister said, it's like becomes a procrastination, and you will end up not praying at all. And when you stop praying, you're going to stop remembering Allah. When you stop remembering Allah, Shaitan is going to find an opportunity to come into your life. And when Shaitan can come into your life, you're going to have those negative thoughts, and you are going to destroy your iman. So it all starts from the small habits. Please just make sure you regularly pray and you also are doing, and if you feel like you want to get some more self-consciousness into your life, voluntary fasting is also the best way of doing it. My third tip is to actually remember death. Remembering death and like thinking about Jannah and Jahannam is one of the ways that actually I feel like a lot of people um, actually convert or revert to Islam is because they actually think about death and they see Jannah and Jahannam and they realize that you know this world is nothing compared to the hereafter so that's why a lot of converts and reverts actually um, do that to go into Islam and we can do the same um, we can actually remember death and that Allah has the power to take uh, our soul away at any time and we have to remember that the angel of death can come at any time and that's why we shouldn't be procrastinating don't think that I'm just going to miss my prayers today I'll do it tomorrow who knows if you're going to be alive tomorrow and it's a sad reality but it's true and the, ne the next tip that I would give is to actually think about the bad times and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved you. I'm sure we've all had that one time in our lives where it was actually pretty bad and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved us even if we did not uh, request to him to solve our problems. He did it anyways because it's so merciful. And Islam is such a beautiful religion. So you have to think all those times, like for example, if you desperately wanted a grade, like a s specific grade, or if you wanted a specific job, or if you're a young Muslim watching this maybe you know you got to have a good friend like there's so many ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved you or given you rewards and even if he doesn't fulfill one of your wishes he's giving you something else in return later on inshallah and the next one is uh actually keeping good company and this is probably one of the most important points out of all these points that I've mentioned because if you pray if you fast if you uh, have a good iman but then you have bad friends and they make you go clubbing and partying it's going to destroy the efforts of all the points I've mentioned before because even if you pray even if you fast but then you have bad friends and they're dragging you to the club then you're going to realize that you will do those acts and the praying will be cancelled out and you're going to get sins so that is why it is extremely important for you to have good company and even if it's a non-Muslim, even if you find there's no one who is like religious in your school or anyone, then, or like, I mean, we're quarantining right now, but like if you don't find anyone religious, you can still, um, even if you make friends with a non-Muslim who is good and doesn't commit any bad acts, if you get what I mean, like if it's someone who still has a good character and they don't commit, make you pressure to do bad things, then I think that's still fine because I know that not all of you guys might have access to religious friends or people who can connect you to Islam. So those are my tips. Seek knowledge, have small habits, remember death, think about the bad times and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved you and keep good company um, and that is very, very important. Uh, so now my sister is going to be giving an example of uh, how death 
can come any any time and it's just very sad but it's very important for you to know I think yeah I think I really love your points because they're all very explanatory and I think that everybody should be following all those things and in our life and practically use them but the example that I wanted to actually mention is the fact that I actually watched with you like a few days ago maybe a week ago um, a lecture from this man and how he converted to Islam and he was talking about a specific um, a sister that basically um, we used to wear hijab all our lives and she was a young girl uh, but eventually in university she decided to take it off because she thought you know I'm going to like enjoy my life and after I get married maybe I will put it on again or something like that or maybe when my uni ends I'm going to like put it back on but sadly that sister passed away one week later or maybe two weeks later I'm not really sure about the facts but she basically lost her life two weeks later as a non-hijabi so you can see that when we start doing all these things little things that you know make us go away from the iman and from the belief of Allah death can come anytime and you wouldn't even know it could be the same day when you decided to do, do that it could be the next day two weeks later it does not matter and I think yeah um, yeah, that story is definitely quite um, upsetting and I also wanted to give like one or two more examples and I think I heard this from like um, someone and it was actually a story of these, I think there were two brothers and there was one brother who was actually really, really good and there was another brother who was actually like, you know, pretty bad and used to commit evil acts. So um, both of these brothers, they were actually very different as you can see, one of them was very good, one of them was very bad. And what happened was basically, um, like all of the people used to tell the good one that, oh, you know, you can just relax. You don't have to be that good. And you can be a little bit like your brother. And the people uh, told the bad brother that, you know, you should be more like your good brother. So everyone basically like complained in both sides. So what happened was the good brother and the bad brother, they actually were going to sleep in the night. And the good brother actually made an intention that tomorrow I'm just going to be like my bad brother. And he actually made this intention uh, in inside his heart and the bad brother actually decided that you know what I want to be more like my good brother I'm going to be good tomorrow and then they both went to sleep and sadly they both passed away so and obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees your intentions so possibly all the good deeds that the good brother did it might have been taken away just because he ended his life with that intention that he was going to be bad the next day and all the bad deeds that the bad brother did it could have been taken away and the bad brother might go to jannah because he made that niyyah that he's going to be good from the next day and clearly you can see that death can come to you at any time and especially you should just make sure you're always having good intentions another quick example that i want to give is actually about this girl who sadly passed away from COVID 19 uh, i think quite recently maybe like a month ago now or two months ago and basically she used to make tiktok videos and obviously tiktok contains music and dance Dancing, which is basically haram and she actually used to make tiktok videos and then she obviously didn't know that death was coming to her and she sadly passed away and her parents um, and her brother are trying to delete the tiktok videos because they don't want her to leave a legacy of um, sins in this world so they were trying to delete her tiktok videos but they i think they couldn't so you can clearly see you should be very careful about your actions you should forgive everyone and you should have good intentions but that was my like our three examples that to show you guys clearly that death can come anytime and you know you don't have to be fully like fearful all the time but you should remember that death can come anytime 
And the quick verse that I wanted to give from Ibn Majah, this is actually from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, and I quote, Iman is knowledge in the heart, words on the tongue, and action with the physical faculties. End quote. So clearly this shows that Iman literally plays a role in all our aspects in our, of our lives. It plays uh, how your heart feels, you know, what things, uh, what good intentions you have in your heart. It also plays a role in your tongue because obviously if you have, have no Iman, you're more likely to go and backbite and swear and cuss. And obviously if you also, it also really impacts it actions because you're more likely to go and commit evil acts if you don't have iman so it clearly plays a role in all your aspects but alhamdulillah we have come to the end of our wonderful episode today we really hope that inshallah you've learned something new also if you did not know we're trying our best to inshallah post a new episode every day of ramadan here in abc islam if you're excited please subscribe or follow us on our podcast platforms such as google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify most platforms are free and you don't even need to log on. I would just like to say that thank you again for the 1,000 plus streams. We are really, really grateful for that. And yeah, Jazakallah Khair for listening. May Allah bless us all. And we will inshallah see you next time. Assalamu alaikum.